Hello, my brothers and sisters worldwide. I wanted to mention that the animals are also being affected at this time due to the energies and the frequencies and everything else that's happening all around us. And uh, the excessive radiation poisoning has caused the dogs in particular and the cats at times that I've heard not as not as often with the cats but um, just because I deal with mostly dogs because I also do pet care and they have been definitely affected by the technology I believe and whatever they're putting in their vaccines because they've been having seizures the last couple of years even the puppies and lethargy um, and so many other things that have been unexplainable. And I have taken a step back from doing pet care because of this. And um, because a lot of people are brainwashed into believing the mainstream media and the brainwashed veterinarians, the ones that aren't, aren't very aware of what's going on and their own doctors that are usually paid off by Big Pharma. Um, so these dogs are vax injured. They are affected by new technology. The combination is not a good one. And of course their diet as well. Um, and I've learned a lot more about what's healthier for dogs through my wonderful friend, Abby Lodmer, who is a pet health coach, a holistic healing expert, a graduate of the um, Hippocrates Health Institute, which is world-renowned in Florida, and she is an amazing person, and she gave me a printout that I'm going to share with everyone. Um, that she got from Natural Pet Pantry because she promotes the raw food diet for dogs and says that is what is best for them. So this says kibble, never a good option. With the advent of the Industrial Revolution and the rapid depletion of small family farms, our ancestral food chain has seen significant changes within the last hundred years and not altogether for the better. The mass migration of people into cities and away from small villages and farms has influenced our food industry to move to overly cooked, heavily processed, low quality convenience foods. Isn't that the truth for not only dogs, but us, right? Um, unfortunately, these same foods have made their way into the bowls of our companion animals and they are experiencing many of the same human health repercussions as a result. Historically, cooked food has never been a part of canine and the canine and feline diet. Rather, they have subsisted and thrived off live prey, fermented carrion, and they foraged for any scraps they could obtain. They have only been introduced to cooked and processed foods within the last 180, I'm sorry, with the last, within the last 80 years. I'm, I'm kind of in the dark, which I know is not good for my eyes. 
Looking back at the historical diets of dogs and their wolf ancestors, it is clearly evident that they are carnivores. Their teeth, gut, and digestive physiology strongly support this. Dogs have hinged powerful jaws along with canines and triangular-shaped um, carnicile teeth for the ripping and tearing of flesh and crushing of bone. They do not have the typical molars for the grinding of plant material or a four-chamber stomach for the slow di digestion and fermentation of complex carbohydrates, starches from plants and grains. They have a large stomach, short digestive tract, and a very small cecum indicative of consuming large amounts of high protein food in a short amount in a short time period and for fast digestion and rapid absorption of nutrients in the wild these canines could typically go many days between their meals and that's what abby keeps preaching to me because i'm thinking oh i need to feed them every few you know every couple of hours give them a little something um and she was telling me about that so thank you abby for the knowledge <clears throat> why are 90 percent of animal caretakers feeding their carnivore companions a dry kibble diet consisting of at least 60 percent carbohydrate very little moisture and minimal low quality protein much of the protein in commercial kibble diets is also plant-based. Expecting our pets to graze on this type of diet all day long and be satisfied both physically and nutritionally does not make sense. Without going into too much detail on the history of dry commercial kibble diets, the short end of the story is that it was introduced in response to the high cost of meat during the Great Depression and was heavily promoted at the end of World War II when it gained popularity for its convenience, ease of distribution, and low cost. If our pets have managed to survive off this cheap, convenient, low-quality protein source for the last 80-some years, why should we be concerned about it? Even though our pets may be surviving off commercial kibble, can we really say that they are thriving on it? The answer is pretty clear. Hold on, I've got to turn the page here. Um, chronic degenerative diseases, autoimmune diseases, allergies, kidney, pancreatic, and liver disease are all rampant within our pet populations and cancer rates continue to rise. A study conducted in Stockholm, Sweden by Dr. Kallith showed that young animals fed a cooked processed diet initially appeared to be healthy but once they reached maturity they began to rapidly age and develop degenerative disease symptoms the control group that was raised on a raw uncooked diet did not age as fast and showed no degenerative disease symptoms but remained healthy another study out of belgium used data gathered gathered for more than 500 domestic dogs over a consecutive five-year time period, 1998 through 2002. The authors, Lippert and Sappy, were able to statistically show that dogs fed a homemade diet consisting of high-quality foods used from their owner's meals versus dogs fed an industrial, 
commercial pet food diet that had a life expect or had a life expectancy of 32 months longer. That's almost three years. And in dog years, that would be what? Um, is it seven years per one year? So 21 extra years. What many unsuspecting caretakers are unaware of is that in addition to substandard ingredients, there are many forms of toxins introduced into our pets' bodies through these highly processed cooked kibble diets. These toxins include aflatoxins, heterosilic amines, acrylamides, and most recently discovered in dry cooked pet foods, PBDEs, which are polybrominated dipenyl ethers, a chemical used as a flame retardant, aflatoxins, grains such as corn, wheat, and rice, as well as nuts and legumes, are often contaminated with molds either pre- or post-harvest as a result of poor growing conditions or substandard or extended storage. These molds can easily grow and produce a very potent carcinogen, aflatoxins. The aflatoxins are very stable and high temperature processing steps will not render them benign. Exposure to these toxins, even at low doses, can wreak havoc on your dog's system, causing anemia, liver or kidney failure, cancer, and premature death. Even if your kibble is grain-free, it still contains a high carbohydrate content, so there is the potential for mold spores to contaminate the kibble during storage, especially if it is exposed to a moist environment. This can also happen in your home if your kibble is stored in a moist basement or an open container. Heterosilic amines. Many scientific studies have established the presence of mutagenic cancer-causing substances such as heterosilic amines as a result of cooking meat and fish and have additionally demonstrated a relationship between dietary heterosilic amines and cancer. Um... A 2003 study that sampled 25 cooked commercial store-bought pet foods showed that all but one tested positive in their mutagenic test, and a subset of 13 of these same samples were tested and confirmed the presence of heterosilic amines. Acrylamides. Both the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, who we all need to reach out to, by the way, regarding this technology that's harming us in our environment um, and the dogs and cats and other animals, showed that, I'm sorry, both the, e- the EPA and WHO, World Health Organization, have classified acrylamide as a probable carcinogen, which, you know, that means c- cancer-causing Studies show that acrylamides are formed due to the high temperature heat applied to vegetable foods. More specifically, a reaction between the amino acid asparagine 
and the simple sugars found in these foods. Whether that food is fried, baked, roasted, or extruded, these substances have been measured at many levels, and in some studies, there are significantly high levels. Factors that contribute to acrylamide formation are the lack of remaining moisture in the product and the surface area. These two attributes are found in every type of kibble, which are all low in moisture. Okay, PBDEs, the polybrominated dipenthal, I'm sorry, dipenthal, <laughs> difen, I'm not saying this right, polybrominated diphenyl ether, ethers. Although further studies are needed to determine if there's a direct toxicological effect from PBDEs, it is still alarming to learn of the presence of these chemicals most commonly used as flame retardants in many household products in our commercial pet foods. A recently published study in the Journal of Environmental Science and Technology revealed that the average blood concentration of these PBDEs was as much as 10 times higher in tested dogs than in humans. The researchers also found the presence of PBDEs in dog food samples and at higher levels than meats sold for human consumption. The authors suggest these PBDEs found in the dog food may be a result of processing rather than contributed by the food source itself. Which is why I often cooked um, chicken and rice for my dog or ground beef and rice because I just felt like the dog food had too much chemicals and garbage in it. Okay. Lifeless food. Commercial kibbles not only harbor harmful toxins, they are also stripped of much of their nutrient value, becoming a dead food product. Unfortunately, many well-intentioned consumers who want to give their pet a high-quality commercial diet choose, choose to buy expensive grain-free kibbles with claims of all-natural or even organic ingredients believing they are purchasing a more nutritious pet food. But the fact is, even if these kibbles contain high-quality ingredients with no preservatives, fibers, or additives, or I'm sorry, fillers or additives, they are still going through a cooking process which ultimately nullifies much of the nutritional value these quality ingredients would have con contributed. Okay? last page here and this is not a full page either um the kibble is left with proteins that have been denatured denatured or something enzymes that are rendered inactive and any natural beneficial microflora good bacteria are no longer viable these components are all extremely important and provide a synergistic effect for the complete digestion, absorption, and assimilation of nutrients from the food. Synthetic fortification. 
Manufacturers try to add back some of the lost nutritional value with synthetic vitamins and minerals so their formulas comply with AAFCO standards and they can call their food complete and balanced on their label. However, studies show that these synthetic vitamins can actually cause more harm than good to your pet, to our pets because the body cannot completely utilize them and instead it will process them as a foreign substance causing more stress to the liver and kidneys. Sadly, our environment is already saturated with many pollutants and toxins which we cannot avoid. Why not take control and avoid the ones we can for both ourselves and our pets that we love so dearly? Right. Um, in order to defend against these environmental pollutants, our pets' bodies need a strong, well-established, healthy immune system. The best way we can power our pets' immune system is with whole, live, nutrient-dense raw foods. A raw, species-appropriate diet is the best defense we can give our pets to thrive and maximize their opportunity for a long, healthy life as caretakers of these amazing companion animals who unconditionally enhance our lives. We feel that it is not only fair to provide this to them, but rather our responsibility. And I just want to thank Abby Loadner so much for sharing this with me. This was um, written by Roxanne Stone, MSC. And I hope that this was enlightening for you and your pets. Thank you. Good night.